Hey guys, it is Allison Creamer, and I am here again at The Daily Grind, and today's episode is going to be about title insurance. I am here with Carol Hare. She is with Fidelity National Title, and initially I thought I was going to have this great formatted show, but Carol was just telling me about a story, um, and I think it really... I think it'll really help the listeners understand exactly what is title insurance when you can apply it to real world scenarios. So Carol, why don't you tell me a little bit about your company, how long you've been in business or anything, a fun fact about you. Okay. Um, Fidelity National Title Insurance is my employer. I'm underwriting counsel with them and Fidelity is the world's largest title insurance company. Um, we opened the office in Virginia Beach in 2003. In 2008, it, Fidelity acquired Lawyers Title, which I've had heard of much lawyers. more local, yeah. a Richmond-based company. Um, so that greatly expanded our presence in Virginia. Fun fact about me is um, it's so ironic that I'm working for a title insurance company because the first time I heard of title insurance was when my dad was told he couldn't get it. He was a um, developer in South Carolina and usually did residential real estate, but he was going into his first commercial venture doing a small shopping center. And about that time in 1978, a, an Indian tribe in my hometown was filing suit. Oh, wow. To, to claim the entire county, uh, 144,000 acres. So dad, who had been purchasing land all, all along since he got out after World War II, um, did not believe in title insurance, and he was unable to get the loan he had lined up for this shopping center because he couldn't get title insurance. So, so there is a real-world scenario right yeah, there that I've it hit never home. heard of. Hit home, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. And it was in the in the courts that that particular lawsuit for 13 years went to the U.S. Supreme Court five times. Wow. Before it was settled, and when it was settled, uh, title insurance helped contribute to the settlement fund. So, the, but. That sounds a little archaic to think of, you know, fighting Indians. Um, right. Although they did have a legitimate claim, it was determined, um, and, that, and therefore the settlement. The, the scenario to which I was referring when we were talking earlier was um, a phone call, or started with a phone call that I got, and it was a, one of our agents asking me to please look into this for this fellow. I'm just going to call him Ken. Yeah. Ken and his wife had acquired some uh, their home in 2007, and they had started getting notices, letters from people saying, we want to help you, we want to rescue you from foreclosure. And they were... They were thinking, wait a minute, I've been yeah, paying my bills. In fact, wait. Ken had even called his lender and said, am I late? You know, is there something wrong? He didn't know if maybe his payments had been misapplied. But as it happened... When he bought it, and the, the issue arose from two links back, what we two prior owners uh-huh. back, where the purchaser had done everything they were supposed to do, but this the settlement agent had missed a deed of trust, or which is similar to a mortgage. Right. I think that's more in layman's terms. So Ken didn't realize he had bought title insurance. He said, and the agent who had asked me to look into it said, he's got a policy which was issued by Fidelity's sister company, Chicago Title, and can you look into it? 
So I had retrieved a copy of his title policy, and I called Ken um, and, and said, look, you are covered. And he said, how do you know I'm covered? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm looking at your title policy. Yeah. And this was this happened in December. He said, my wife can't go to work. The, the, we found a notice of foreclosure sale in January. Oh. What What's going on here? And I said, Ken, you know, what I think happened is somebody just missed a deed of trust. So I, it was really filing suit on that previous deed of trust, yeah, not two on owners his. Back. So it really wasn't his, but because he was now the owner, it kind of forwarded it up to him. It was his problem. It was his problem because it was missed. Correct. Gotcha. It wasn't paid off. It, it, what had happened is and the prior owner had taken title in one name and then married, and the deed of trust was in her married name. It was a mistake that should have been called. Right. But two things, well, at least two things about the importance of title insurance. I, when I was talking to Ken, I said, Ken, look, we will take care of this, um, and we will hire an attorney, Fidelity, the, your title insurance, is going to hire the attorney to defend your title to this property. And he said, number one, what's my deductible? Yeah. It's Christmas. I don't have, yeah. I don't have oh the money to goodness. pay the deductible. That's right. Yeah. I said, this is unlike your usual homeowner's insurance. There is no deductible. And he almost didn't believe me. He's like, is this woman scamming me? Right. I said, there's no deductible, and you don't have to worry about the attorney's fees because that's part of what title insurance does is pay the attorney. We pick the attorney, but then we, we pay. Right. And what actually happened in this case was Fidelity, I did send it, submit the claim on his behalf, and Fidelity did hire local counsel to stop the foreclosure. Right, because which it is the been, first thing you have yeah, to do. Yeah, you want to mm-hmm. you want to get an attorney to talk to the foreclosing trustee attorney and stop the foreclosure, and then we ended up ultimately paying off the deed of trust, which was in excess of sixty thousand. Wow. So, so it, even though we went into this story, but let's backtrack just a little okay. bit. So, when somebody gets a mortgage, right. In the closing cost that we typically explain to a buyer, there is title insurance. The lender always gets title insurance you won't on the get a money. Loan, just like my dad couldn't get exactly. the loan because no title insurance back when Indians were an issue. <laughs> you, as borrower, are not going to get a secured loan, a loan that's secured by real estate by way of mortgage or mm-hmm. deed of trust, unless you can provide the lender with title insurance. And so the lender, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is always covered because if there's a title defect, they want to know, just like Ken, they have legal counsel, they're going to be protected. Um, But what we do find, and this is the very beginning of our conversation before we started recording, is there is also another policy that protects the owner, the personal, which would be Ken. And thank goodness he didn't waive that because, unfortunately, the owner's portion is sometimes thrown out the window. That's they don't because realize. Because it's optional because in it's Virginia. Optional. Yeah. In Virginia, it's optional. And there's so many documents that people are dealing with when they're when they're closing on a home. And most of them are foreign to most people. Yeah. And you're just signing away. Unfortunately, if the buyer is trying to cut corners or, or needs to minimize the closing cost yeah. because it is viewed as optional, optional. The title insurance is something they may not elect to purchase. In fact, when Ken was talking to me, 
He said, I don't know if I bought it or not. I said, I know you did. I'm looking at it. He said, well, why did I buy it? I said, probably your realtor told you to. There you go. Suggested that you Suggested, do it. And yeah. you were wise enough to take their advice. Yeah. So, Well, I know when I'm working with a client and the lenders that I do business with, um, all the parties that I work with, I've done it long enough that I don't even throw that out as an option unless we're up against a brick wall. But I want to make sure that that buyer understands what they're saying no to. It can't just be a flippant, oh, you mean I don't have to spend that? What? Well, depending on the average price range. But, I mean, most of the time I would say that starter home, that two two fifty range, you're not talking about a ton of money. You're talking for the owner's policy probably $1,000 or under. Well, and you're already having to pay for the lender's premium. Right. And you do get a discounted called simultaneous rate. So you get the benefit of what you're paying for the lender's policy in the owner's policy yeah. premium. And that's what I'm saying. It's not that much of a savings it's, to throw it out the window. It is lunacy yeah. to, to avoid that opportunity. Again, you you may be able to get it later, but you're going to have to pay the full policy the full freight policy premium. Now, I had somebody ask a really good question. Um, when I purchased the home, I got all the policies, lender, um, owners, whatever the, the, you know, the, the standard is, but maybe I'm doing a refinance. What happens then? Do I have to get another policy? How does that work? I'm keeping you, my same home. I'm just refinancing the loan. Is there title insurance again? Yes, there is. And one thing I don't think I commented on earlier is an owner's policy coverage is a one-time premium that protects you as owner for forever. So on the refinance policies, I don't have to protect myself again. You don't. You might want to look at whether you have sufficient amount of coverage because your purchase price, you, there may have been appreciation and that in was the a value. Good tip. Um, and you could still, if you're refinancing, you're going to have to get a new loan policy. So you, it, that's a good time to reevaluate to see if you've got sufficient coverage or not. And you, but you will have to get a new lender's policy. A lender's policy, unlike the owner's policy, which I said is good forever, right? Um, as far as the insured is concerned, the lender's policy only covers the lender during the term of the loan. That's why it is less expensive, because most loans don't last thirty years. They're right. usually refinanced and five and, to ten years. Yeah, it's closes or, out. Or you're starting to sell and you move on. It's more transient society. So, but even if you sell your home, keep your title insurance policy. Because if if I'm selling to you, Allison, I'm going to give you generally a general warranty deed, and that deed says I'm going to warrant and defend the title to this, regardless. And if Another there good was, tip. if there was something like the Indians, which my yes. family dealt with, <laughs> or something back in the chain that you don't know about. Um, that owner's policy, even after I've sold the property, if you came back against me, I could say, hey, I've got owner's policy, y'all step in and defend You know it. what? I would have never thought about that. I figured that was one of those things that just close out and it's over with when you sell the home. So no. keep those policies. Keep those policies. And I can tell you when the Indian claim happened, the title insurers who were on the hook, who had insured prior owners, were down at the courthouse looking at the general warranty deeds to see who had deep pockets they could go against. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, the title insurance companies can step in the shoes of their insureds and go against prior owners, too. It's a little far field. But. Well, goodness, I guess that title policy that a seller gave me to help 
with the sale of their home, I probably should mail it back to them instead of shredding it. <laughs> At least make on sure my they desk. have a copy somewhere. <laughs> exactly. In this day and age, they may only have a... Um, a like a digital copy, copy or yeah, something, yeah. Copy. No, I think I actually fine. have the original okay. <laughs> at my desk. Uh, we try to tell people don't throw them away because yeah. it's so, the, the general issues that come up, the more customary usual issues are unreleased deeds of trust. Unlike in Ken's situation, it was an open deed of trust with a balance. A lot of times, especially during the crazy days of um, mid-1990s when interest rates were just coming down, or the 2004 and five when it right. was so crazy here. A lot of things just didn't get done. They were yeah. not clean, things were not cleaned up properly. And that's where you can say, have got an owner's policy. And well, those are some really interesting things. I mean, I understood title insurance, I understood the foundation of it, but putting it into the real world perspectives of how it covers you, why you need it, why you need to hold on to the policies. I mean, yeah. that's really, that's a really good tip. Well, Carol, we're going to have all of your contact information, your company information in the show notes as well. Um, is there any last closing thoughts that you would like to share with anybody? Closing thoughts. Closing about thoughts. Closing. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, part of the reason for title insurance is the attorney's fees aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it does afford the defense of your title and the attorney's fees that are usually the biggest cost right. are, are covered. The other thing that I don't think people think about, because they'll say, well, the lender got it, title must be clear. If it isn't clear, if there are issues, then you might say, well, I'm just going to sue the person who did the closing wrong. Right. But you've got the statute of limitation issues where you might not be, too much time has elapsed, you may not be able to go against that party who handled your closing. And um, you'd have to pay the attorney's fees to do that. So it just, it really is a good type of insurance that is not as well known as the other, but it's very important if you're well, buying real estate. My rule of thumb after 14 years of doing this is just look at the client and say, you know what, it's already factored in the closing cost. It's covered. Just buy it and know that you have it. And if the seller's paying part of the closing yes. cost, you can provide that the seller's going to cover your owner's as well as lender's coverage. So Correct. Type of policy. Well, thank you. Thanks for I having appreciate me. having the conversation. Yeah, and I think I'm going to look a little deeper into making sure I have my title policies. Do that. Do that. <laughs> All right, well, have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate you inviting me.